Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. I'm excited as we continue a series, Managing for the Master. Today, God's Promised Blessings. We're glad you joined us for Hope Sabbath School, and welcome to the team. It's good to be together again. I'm excited because one of our team members, Brittany, is going to be leading our study today, and we are going to learn about the blessings that come as part of God's family. I also want to welcome some remote team members who are joining us. It's always good to have you with us. Sabina, good to see you as part of our team today. We're glad you're here. And we also have Travis, I think, is joining us. Yes, Travis, good to see you joining us. We're glad you're part of our team remotely today. And I think Amy's here too. Amy, we're glad you're part of our team. And we're praying the Holy Spirit will guide us as we study together today. We're always happy to hear from you, our Hope Sabbath School members around the world. More than 200 countries are using our app. By the way, you can download that app on your smartphone, Hope Channel, just free app, and you can access our Hope Sabbath School program. Oh, this is a beautiful email from Raphael in Zambia. Raphael writes and says, I am an English teacher from the Copper Belt in Zambia. The impact of Hope Sabbath School in my life has been massive. Amen. Amen. Things have been hard for me personally as things have not been going my way in the employment sector as I was left out of our teachers' recruitment. But I know that God is preparing me for better things and opportunities. Amen. Please pray for me because sometimes I feel weak as like my life is going nowhere. I try to be there for people, but I feel like no one's there for me when I need them. But thank you for the lovely Bible study as it comforts me during the hard times. Amen? Amen. You are indeed my family in the Lord. Amen. Well, thanks for writing to us, Raphael, from uh, Zambia. And we are family together, aren't we? Part of the family of God. Jessica writes to us from Canada. And Jessica says, My husband and I have been joining your team for the past year. We live in the northern part of Ontario, Canada. There are no churches nearby. So we really appreciate Hope Sabbath School and have been so blessed. Amen. That's good. We feel like we know you all because we've shared your personal experiences and insights. Praying for Jesus' blessing on each one of you. Amen. 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 Well, Jessica, thanks for writing to us from northern Canada. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Here's a note from a donor couple in Washington in northwest part of the United States. And uh, they, they write, my wife and I watch Hope Sabbath School every week, either on Friday evening or Sabbath morning, and we find it to be a real blessing. Please keep up the good work and a gift of $3,000 wow. to bless Amen. the ministry of Hope Sabbath School around the world. Amen. I'm thinking of a, an illustration where God gives us resources so we can bless others. Yeah. I want to thank the donor couple in Washington. Thank you for your support. But thank you to each one of you uh, who are partnering with us. You can go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the donate button. And I use my favorite Hebrew word, hallelujah, because it enables the message to go around the world. One last note from Clodis. I probably didn't say that right. Clodis in Brazil. Dear friends, it's a privilege for me to watch Hope Sabbath School every Friday. I thought it would only help me improve my English, 
but it does much more than that. Amen. Yes. It helps me improve my spiritual life too. Yes. God bless you all. You are very special. Well, Clotus, thanks for writing to us uh, from Brazil. And we have a wonderful family around the world. Right now, we'd like to ask you to help us sing. But before I do that, we've got a special gift for you. In this series on Managing for the Master, we developed a special interactive Bible study called Steps Toward Faithful Stewardship. And I've been taking it myself, and it's awesome. I especially like the third study on managing your time. I said that was worth the whole series, but you'll find things that will help you in your life. You can access this series as a gift to you by going to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift button in the middle of the screen. We're praying you'll be blessed as you take advantage of that amazing series. But right now, we want to invite you to sing our theme song. It's taken from Psalm 96, and it says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Let's sing together. Yeah. 
beautiful scripture song. You know, I was just thinking that when we get to the kingdom, maybe the psalmist will come up and say, I know the words to that song. <laughs> and we'll say, can you teach us the original tune? But we hid that word in our hearts. And today yes. as we study about God's promised blessings, why don't you lead us in prayer, Brittany, and we'll see how God blesses today. Of course. Have you ever been asked to give something to God? or maybe to give something to someone else. Maybe God has laid upon your heart to help someone financially or maybe physically in some way. Well, as we study about God's promised blessings, a story from my own family's life came to mind and it happened when I was about 10 years old. My father received a diagnosis where he had to be in the hospital for about a month and he ended up being out of work for six months. And he was self-employed at that time. And so um, God took care of our needs. Different people would donate money to our family and we were living with my grandparents at the time. But once my father was better and recovered from his diagnosis, um, he wasn't able to go back to work quite yet. And we were helping, uh, our family was helping a close friend who had recently gone through a terrible divorce. And my father was helping her get set up in a new apartment, putting up curtain rods and setting up beds and things like that. And he was trying to vacuum for her and the vacuum cleaner was broken. So he decided to go to the store to purchase a part to fix it. And when he went to the store, he found out that the cost was $50 for that part. Well, he looked at his checkbook at the time and he realized our family only had $50 left in our bank account for wow. the whole family. Wow. And he didn't have a job, so there wasn't any more money coming in. But he felt impressed. Give the $50. I'll take care mm. of you. Mm. And he wasn't quite sure how my mom would react when he came <laughs> home and told her that we didn't have any money. Um, but he bought the part, he fixed the vacuum cleaner, and, and our friend was very grateful. She didn't know the backstory. <laughs> well, the next day, my dad went to the mailbox, and there was a check in the mailbox for $150. <laughs> and that just illustrates, wow. it's just one story that illustrates how we can't outgive our generous father. Mm. He Amen. always takes care of our needs. Amen. So as we get started together this morning, let's have a of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that you are our generous Father, that you take care of our needs, mm -hmm. that you know what we need before we even know, mm -hmm. and that you have a thousand ways to provide for our needs of mm -hmm. which we know nothing. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, we just want to trust you with our lives. And as we study your word today, we ask for your Holy Spirit to guide us and teach us and help our faith to grow as we hear your testimonies of how you've worked in others' lives and as we study your word. In your precious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, as we get started together in our lesson about God's promised blessings, there's so many blessings that we can't even count them all. <laughs> uh, but the first one that we're focusing on today is the blessing of salvation. Mm, one yes. that we can't earn, one that we could never buy, um, but is a free gift to all of us. Amen. And let's get started. I'm going to ask Travis to read for us in Romans chapter 10, and we're going to be reading verses 9 and 13. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 13, Travis. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Amen. Thank you, Travis. And I'm also going to ask Carlos if he'll read for us in John chapter 3 and verse 16. And we're going to be answering this question. How does a person accept the salvation blessing that's offered by God? Okay, I am reading from the New King James Version. And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm, Thank you, man. Carlos. So just from those two scriptures, can anyone answer for, answer for us, how do we receive this salvation blessing that God is offering mm -hmm. to us? Yes, Jason. Well, John 3 tells us there that belief, so there's something internal that happens. We make a choice internally. We believe that Jesus did what he said he did. He died for us. And then there's also an external process of expressing that publicly. Mm. So belief, it's an internal process, and then we tell the world, right? Uh, we tell our family, our friends, we let people know, I've chosen Jesus as my Savior. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Jason. You know, I'm just thinking, yes. Brittany, that that external confession is really important. It says those who call on the name of the Lord, so that you don't just say, well, I, I think I thought that, you know, I think I mm -hmm. thought I accepted Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas to publicly call out and say, Jesus, save me. Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus, save me. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like when, when someone invites you to stand if you want to make a commitment. That, that physical response, when I go away from that, I say, I did accept the salvation blessing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and of course, as Jason alluded to, one way that I confess that is through, is through baptism. It's a, mm -hmm. That's also another act. Baptism doesn't save us. Mm -mm. It's that, that belief in Jesus as Savior, but there's an outward expression of that in my life. That's right, and it keeps the blessing flowing because when we confess we've accepted Jesus, those around yes. us will yes. see and then they'll say, huh, I wonder why they accepted Jesus. I want to know more about this Jesus. Yes. And then that blessing continues to flow to others. Gladys, did you want to add to that? Yeah, when you call out, it's just like a child when they call mm. on their parents. They know that their parents <laughs> will respond. So when we call out the name of God, the name of Jesus, we are really believing that he is there, he's going to respond. That's right, thank you so much. That we've learned in our last program together that our Father, uh, that the Father in heaven is our personal Father and we're part of the family of God. So we should relate to him in that way as a personal mm -hmm. God and our personal Father. Travis, would you like to share with us? I agree with, with what everyone has just said, and I'd just like to add that it's um, that even our faith and our belief is a gift from God. Yeah. We can pray the prayer, Lord, help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. But it's really our faith in the faithfulness of God. Mm -hmm. I remember a text that says, even when we're not faithful, He's faithful because He can't help Himself. God can't help but be faithful. Mm -hmm. So these promises are just more than words written on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. They're they're the faithfulness of God in writing. And uh, it's just really an amazing thing uh, that uh, we can trust with confidence the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that reminder, Travis. What a beautiful reminder for us. Now, we know that this blessing of salvation is a free gift that God offers to all of us. Yeah. But why is it that not everyone will be saved then? Mm -hmm. Because our Father is a good giver. He doesn't exclude anyone. So how come some people in the end won't be saved? Well, we're going to look at some scriptures to help us understand this a little bit more. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 to start. I'm going to ask Alex if you'd read that for us. And then we're going to continue on in verses 21 and 23. And I'm going to ask Jason if you'd continue with those verses. 
Alrighty, and I'm reading from the New King James. It says, starting in verse 13, it says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Mm. Thank you, Alex. And Jason, would you continue on with verse 21 through 23 for us? Yes, also the New King James Version, Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jason. Now, team, what can we learn from these two verses, or several verses, but um, two parts of the verses that um, why not everyone would be saved? Mm. Um, yes, Samuel. Sure, and uh, you know what comes to my mind is the fam uh, the relational aspect here. You know where mm. God says, "I never knew you," mm. uh, and mm. you know we are all part of the family of God. But if we choose to leave the family of God and go away, God doesn't force us. Mm -hmm. he, he will do all in His power to come and uh, you know to influence us to come back. But He doesn't force us, and so those who are lost are not lost because they did not have an opportunity to enter into the relationship with God, mm -hmm. but because they misused the opportunity or abused the opportunity mm -hmm. and left the family of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that illustration for us, Samuel. That does definitely help us understand. Mm -hmm. Lalika, did you want to add to that? Well, I would say that those who won't be saved are those who chose to not be saved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. The salvation is already guaranteed. Mm -hmm. It's free. God did everything He could, yes. so it's up to us. That's so true. We have a personal choice. Derek, would you like to add? Uh, you know, a well? text came to my mind, Brittany, which we normally use in a different co context about not judging people, that the man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly true we shouldn't judge. But it's also true that we could have the externals of religion, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. even yes. preaching and casting out spirits and things. But as Samuel pointed out, I've never surrendered my heart to Jesus mm -hmm. as my Savior and Lord. Yeah. And, and the text says that God does look at the heart. Mm -hmm. that's right. And that's why tragically, while they may go to a lot of religious services and use a lot of religious language, mm -hmm. the Savior says, I don't, I don't know you. We don't have a relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think, as Jason pointed out earlier, before anything external happens, it's that internal commitment mm -hmm. of the heart. Lord Jesus, save me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's going to be expressed mm -hmm. in a multitude of, uh, of um, loving acts of obedience to our Savior. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a one-time decision. Right. We definitely make that one-time decision, but it's a relationship. So we continue day by day in that relationship. Um, and that's how we have that 
salvation through that relationship. Jason, did you want to add to that? Yeah, it's interesting. It says, you who practice mm -hmm. lawlessness, and yet the verses we read, cast out demons, prophesied, these, we don't think of these as lawless acts. We think of these as good things, but apparently lawlessness is not just an external practice. It's something internal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great reminder, and that's why we aren't able to judge because lawlessness happens in the mind first before an act is committed. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Now, the next part of our lesson is looking at um, you know, some people think it's wrong to have assurance of salvation that, oh, I, I won't know until Jesus comes whether I'm saved or not. <laughs> um, some people have that idea. Um, but we want to know what does the Bible say and is there a confidence that we can have? I'm going to ask Amy to read for us from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8. Okay, and I'm reading from New King James Version. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Thank you, Amy. We're going to read one more verse and then we're going to respond to both of the verses together. Let's also read 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 through 13. And I'm going to ask Sabina if she would read that for us. 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 through 13. Yes, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Uh, 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 to 13. And that's what the word says. And this is the testimony that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Thank you, Amen. Amen. So, team, what do you think about this idea that we won't know until Jesus comes that we're actually saved? What do these two scriptures teach us? Yes, Harold. Well, all the scripture is in the present is today you have salvation if you believe, if you think about it. So once you accept Christ in your life, you have salvation. And if you believe at the same time, that's the mm -hmm. thing. It's not just professing by mouth, but in, in your mind, in your heart, you've made a constant decision, I want to follow, that instance, mm -hmm. you're saved. And that's actually how I take the promises of God. Whenever He says, I forgive you, I take it as oh, true goodness. that day, that mm -hmm. moment, and I feel peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we can believe that when we read the scripture, it's for us today, it's present. Yes. Yes. Carlos, did you want to add to that? Yes, it really gives us uh, peace in a uh, mind. And uh, I, I personally, um, used to have this idea that uh, I have to really work my way through salvation. And this really gave me a proper understanding reading these texts mm -hmm. to be able to live out uh, the Christian life, but also to not be myself up about my own filthiness, my own uh, unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. And whenever that happened, I started seeing victories in my own personal lives, Amen. My, my, my own personal life. And, mm -hmm. Amen. Um, I believe that whenever we have that uh, mindset, I think mm. God will work with that. God will definitely uh, give us 
what what we're longing for, that victory that we that we're longing for. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Carlos. We we have to remember to keep our eyes on Christ instead of our own weaknesses and our own yeah. failings, because yes. um, He's the one that gives us the victory. Amen. So true, Gladys. Did you want to add to that as well? Yeah, it's like when you have a birthday mm -hmm. and somebody gives you a gift. You know, you don't put it in a closet and say, yeah, it's my gift. No, you open mm -hmm. it and you use it. So God gives yes. you a gift and it is for us to yeah. open it up, use it and, and, and make it part of ourselves, part of our own. Mm -hmm. yes. Thank you so much. What a beautiful illustration. Derek, did you want to add to that as Brittany, well? Brittany, I think some people have confusion. Mm -hmm. They think uh, assurance of salvation and the idea of once saved, always saved are the same. We know from Scripture yeah. that a person can choose to walk away from Jesus yeah. yes. and, and, and lose salvation. Mm -hmm. But um, that doesn't mean that while I'm trusting Jesus as my Savior and Lord and walking with Him, that I can't say I have eternal life mm -hmm. yes. because I have Jesus as my Savior. Amen. So that doesn't mean we'll be careless now and say I can go out and do whatever I want because we know that willful transgression will harden your heart yeah. against yeah. A, a re relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So, uh, but if we're walking with Him, absolutely, Scripture's clear. We can have the joy and assurance that mm -hmm. we have salvation. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's so true. Yeah. And even the end of the last verse that we read in First John talked about if you continue to believe mm -hmm. in the name of, of Jesus. And so we make that decision at one point in our life, but then we have to continue the relationship. Mm -hmm. And while we continue that relationship, we yeah. have confidence, just like uh, my relationship with my husband, Harold, that, you know, we made that decision. We, we got married. That's like our, our day of commitment. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have to continue to stay married every day. We have to work on our relationship um, to continue that marriage and, and make it healthy. The same with our walk with Christ. Amen. And so what a, a wonderful reminder for us. Well, thank you all for sharing. I know that we could spend a lot of time on this topic, but we want to move on to the next part of our lesson, um, talking about obedience, that when we obey, we are truly blessed. Mm -hmm. And many times in this world, it's hard to think about obedience and blessing. They don't always go hand in hand because we often think about childhood when we did things wrong and then there was punishment, right, involved or consequences involved. Yeah. And we don't always think about the blessing. Um, but we're going to see through the scriptures and I'm sure in your own life, you've seen it as well, that when we obey Jesus, when we follow his leading, that we truly are blessed. Amen. And so let's look at a couple of verses. I'm going to ask uh, Lalika if she would read for us Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses one through six. Deuteronomy 28, one through six, please. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Deuteronomy verse 1 to 16. Chapter 28. 28. Verses 1 through 6. To 6. Mm -hmm. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be 
when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Mm. Mm. That's a lot, of blessings. Lots, <laughs> lots of blessings. Lots of blessings. And uh, before we discuss that one, I want to add one more verse to it, and then we'll kind of break it all down together. Stephanie, would you be willing to read for us Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 10? Proverbs 3, 5 through 10, and then we'll discuss both of those together. All right, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Amen. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. Mm. Wow, so many blessings. It's hard to keep track of them all. Just like we mentioned at the beginning, God is a generous giver. So what are some of the blessings of obedience that you noticed or maybe struck a chord in your own life you've seen God do that for you? Anyone want to share one of the verses or the blessings that you saw there? Yes, Jason. Verse 8 there in Proverbs about health to flesh and strength to bones. So God will bless us in our physical life. God will bless mm -hmm. us in our health mm -hmm. as we honor him. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jason. Yes, Gladys. Yes, I like in Deuteronomy where it says that we will be a blessing. So God not only wanted to bless us, he yes, wants us others. to be a blessing mm -hmm. to others mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, so it's not just for us to keep to ourselves yeah. like we studied about last time. We are a steward and we get to share with others. Yeah. Stephanie, would you like to add to that as well? Yeah, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, what stood out to me was the fact that wherever you go, Mm -hmm. you will be blessed. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of Joseph, right? It didn't matter where he showed up or where he was sent, he was blessed. Mm -hmm. So that really impressed me. Yeah, that's so true. Joseph was in prison and he was blessed. He was a slave and he was blessed. Mm -hmm. He was secondhand to Pharaoh and he was blessed. So it doesn't matter where we are, God is with us and he can bless us. Harold, mm -hmm. would you like to add to that? I also want to make the point that we may not enjoy the blessing of good health. We may not enjoy the blessing of having a good place or resources, resources being immediately available, we could experience a, have a job experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's many people around the world. But yet, from the testimonies that I've heard, you can still be blessed because through Christ, Jesus says, in this world you will have tribulation, mm -hmm. but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Mm -hmm. So one of the blessings is you'll mm -hmm. have peace. Mm -hmm. You can have perseverance. You can have endurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know that God is with you all the time mm -hmm. and God can also use people to support you. Yeah. So those are the things that we also have to take into account. Mm -hmm. Thank you well. for sharing that. Yeah, because yeah. we might not see the blessing physically, yeah. but we will experience it spiritually yes. in our own lives. Mm -hmm. yes. And that's something that no one can take away from us. Mm -hmm. So that's a great reminder. So many blessings. Now Moses um, gave further instruction to the people and he was talking about obedience to God's commandments. And we're going to look at that and discuss it a little bit more in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 11 through 14. I'm going to ask Alex if you'd be willing to read that for us. Alrighty, and I'm reading from the New King James. And it says, starting in verse 11, it says, For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor mm -hmm. it is far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, 
who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you and your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Amen. Amen. So what do we learn from Moses? Are the commandments of God too hard for us to reach? We have to go to a far off country to find them and be able to obey them. We have to try with all of our strength to do it. Uh, what is he telling us? What assurance does he give us? Travis, would you like to comment on that? Well, I think there's a danger in thinking that we can't. Mm. Because what message then do we have for the world for people who are just buried in sin? Mm. Um, are we going to say, well, you know, I'm sorry for your bad luck, uh, but that's the way you're going to be for the rest of your life. Jesus came to save the people yes. from, uh, save all of us from our yes. sins. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and he empowers us to be able to keep the commandments of God so they can be kept. Mm -hmm. That's right. Thank you for reminding us of that, Travis. Samuel, would you like to also share? And, and in the promise of the new covenant, God says, I will write my laws in your heart. Mm. And so when we accept Jesus, you know, as we talked about the blessing of salvation, when we believe in Christ and let the Holy Spirit live in us, mm -hmm. yes. He writes it in our heart. So it's yeah. easier for mm -hmm. us to obey. Mm -hmm. He works with us and He transforms our hearts. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, Samuel. What a beautiful reminder. And that goes along right with the text that said, it's not far from you. It's in your hearts. It's in your mouth. Mm -hmm. That's because the Holy Spirit is transcribing God's character there, right? Mm -hmm. And transforming Amen. us. Amen. Gladys, would you also like well, to the share. Bible also says that God gives us the, 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 the need, the, the desire to do. Mm -hmm. You know, He says that He gives us the will to do. Mm -hmm. So just everything just comes from Him as a blessing for us to serve and to obey. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Gladys. Now, sometimes we might meet someone, maybe we've even experienced this ourselves, and we might uh, hear someone say, I know I should honor God, I know I should obey Him um, and follow what He's asking me to do, but it's too hard for me. I can't mm -hmm. do it. I've tried so many times to do X, Y, or Z, and I keep failing. Mm -hmm. uh, what can we do to encourage them, Stephanie? I would agree with them. You're right. <laughs> right. Without Jesus, yes. it's way too difficult. Awesome. That's where we have to keep asking him to be with us and to guide our thoughts mm -hmm. and, our, and help us. That's right. It's not until we realize that we can't do it right. that we ask him for help and then he does it through us. So yes. that's such a great reminder to Power of God. come alongside of them and say, I've struggled the same way. Yes, mm. Sabina, can you also share with us? Yes, I think it's also nice to realize what's the context in which uh, Moses is giving that word uh, in Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. And that's because he had just laid upon them all those commandments. He was refreshing mm -hmm. their mind about the law and the commandments that they were supposed to follow. So when he also tells them that these commandments are close to them, they are not mysterious, they are not far off, it's because he had just laid down for them to be aware of what those commandments were. So God is not trying to hide from us what's his will for our lives. Mm -hmm. And this is very present in the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the ways that makes it easier for we to abide by his commands and his love is to know and read the Bible. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not just uh, even when we say that, oh, he will write in our hearts. It's not something mysterious like we have the Bible available. 
to help us realize what's His will. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. So God makes His will clear to us. He doesn't just say, you got to figure out what my will is, but He makes it very clear and then He gives us the power to follow it. Yeah. Uh, so He does everything that we need, which is a wonderful blessing. Now, Derek. I, I, like had, to... I had the picture of a, a toddler learning to walk mm. and, you know, maybe take one or two steps and the parent will go, yes, two steps. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a little bit. I, I think I would share with a person who feels like, well, I'm, I'm never making it. Let's just take one step at yes. a time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, God, first of all, we know God loves us and saves us mm-hmm. by His grace mm-hmm. when we call out to Him. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the Christian life is a journey. That's yes. right. And, and then when we take a step or two steps, let's praise God for that progress. Mm-hmm. Amen. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and eventually that little toddler will start taking 10 steps and running mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think keeping focused on the unfailing love of God and the, it's a journey that we're on. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Derek, for that mm-hmm. reminder mm-hmm. for us. Now, I wanted to see if any of you have a time in your life where God was calling you to do something. It may have seemed difficult, but you chose to follow his leading and you were blessed. Yes, Lalika. I like uh, what uh, Deuteronomy 28 verse uh, 1 says. Uh, we just read about obeying diligently the voice of God and being careful. Mm-hmm. Um, because it requires being um, strong in mm-hmm. this world to to obey because those are things that are not easy mm-hmm. a lot of times. I remember when I was in, um, I tried to join the law school back home. Mm-hmm. We, they had uh, thousands of people uh, trying to get in. For the admission test, it wasn't the Sabbath. Mm. I praise God, um, I remain faithful by his power and I was able to the the mm-hmm. school did the test in another day mm-hmm. but I remember one of my relatives telling me you're not going to make it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you come with this idea of uh, obeying God it, it's just not going to work mm-hmm. and because they have a lot of exams and tests on the Sabbath mm-hmm. eventually I did uh, face those problems in the school a lot of times, but throughout all of them, the Lord allowed me to stand faithful. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. in the end, towards the end of the law school, I had a, uh, the board, the, the school board, voting that all the exams would be where I am in the years I, I was, they wouldn't be on the Sabbath. Wow. Wow. So yeah, I was able, and uh, every time I did the exams in the other day, I did best if I would have did in, in you know, in regular days, just because I did not do them on the Sabbath, if I do them mm-hmm. another day, I did very, very well, mm-hmm. and I was able to succeed. Amen. 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 Testimony. God can make a way when it seems there's no way, right? right. Um, yes. As we follow Him, he, he He can use you to be a testimony. That they changed all of the days of, of testing is is amazing, yes. um, and that paved the way for others who want to follow God to also be able to attend and, and study and take the tests mm-hmm. and everything too. So what a wonderful miracle! Thank you, Lalika. Well, let's continue on in our study together and. The next part that we're going to look at is the privilege and blessing of tithing. Now, some people who are watching the program today might think, I don't know what tithing is. I've never heard of that before. Others may have uh, experienced it and been 
you know, giving the tithes to the Lord and um, been blessed. But we're going to study about this more. And let's look at Malachi, because in Malachi, the prophet tells us a little bit more about tithing and, and why it's important and what God does when we do give something to him. So let's go to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. And I'm going to ask Amy to read that for us. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Okay, Malachi 3, verse 10, and this is New King James Version. And it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Mm -hmm. Wow, have any of you experienced that in your life? This verse coming true where um, you decided to try tithing uh, and you saw God open the windows of heaven. Anyone have something they'd like to share of, of how you saw God taking care of your needs? Yes, Gladys and then Carlos. Yeah, I, I, I was a teacher before and I was making pretty good money, you know, and then when I transitioned into another position, it was fairly, I mean, below whatever I was making before. And I said, how am I going to make ends meet? And it was just like God telling me, just trust me. So mm -hmm. I continued doing faithfully my tithe and my offering. And I can tell you that I couldn't tell the difference mm -hmm. in the salary. It was like everything was met and I had an abundance to help in the missions and whatever came in my, in my way that I needed to help somebody. I didn't have to say, oh, I don't have enough. God provided above what I needed. Yes. And I sometimes I said, I'm not even going to check my bank account, yeah. you know, because I don't want to be like, okay, so where is it coming from? But in my mm. mind, I'm thinking, where is it coming from? Because I know I didn't have that, but I know God is providing yeah. for, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I'm returning for him. Mm -hmm. Amen. So he multiplies it. Yes, yes that's right. Does. Carlos, can you also share with us? Yes, I remember saving up uh, money for the upcoming school year, uh, the winter, and I was doing a, I was asking for donations and all these, uh, asking friends and networking with people. And I, uh, money was coming through and I decided, you know what, let me do some ties, some offerings. And every single time I did that, God would double or he would keep on sending the uh, amount I needed. Mm -hmm. And God puts it on people's heart to do that. Mm -hmm. And so you, know, you have to be faithful in the little things, mm -hmm. that includes tithe, tithing, and he, uh, that was God faith was faithful to me as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Carlos. Yes. You know, I was thinking, yeah. Brittany. Some people watching may not even know what tithe is, mm -hmm. but the word means tenth. tenth mm -hmm. It means tenth, and and the Bible teaches that of of your increase, mm -hmm. that you return one tenth to God, mm -hmm. and of course in the Old Testament the storehouse was the temple, the ministry of the temple, but that. Uh, you know, maybe someone's saying, well, is it kind of like a slot machine? You know, you put your tent in and pull mm. and the blessings come out. Mm -hmm. The answer is no. no. It's about being part of the family of God mm -hmm. yes. and yeah. recognizing when I return, mm -hmm. the Bible actually calls that tenth or tithe holy. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that I'm just saying, God, everything came from you yes. Yes. and I'm just recognizing you as the giver of all good gifts. Mm -hmm. But the amazing thing, God doesn't just say, well, you're right, I am, but, <laughs> but I'm going to bless you yes. in that relationship yes. where you're trusting me. Mm 
Yes. yes. And, and of course, mm -hmm. it's a superabundant blessing, like Carlos has said. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Derek, for that reminder, and also for helping us understand what tithe is all about. Yeah. Well, I want to give an example from the scriptures of tithe and, and what it looked like in the time of King Hezekiah. Uh, we're going to look at Second Chronicles chapter 31, verses 4 through 12, and I'm going to ask Amy to read that for us. Second Chronicles 31, verses 4 through 12. Okay, Second Chronicles 31, verses 4 through 12, is that yes. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Moreover, he commanded the people who dwelt in Jerusalem to contribute support for the priests and the Levites, that they might devote themselves to the law of the Lord. As soon as the commandment was circulated, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of grain and wine, oil and honey, and of all the produce of the field. And they brought in abundantly the tithe of everything. And the children of Israel and Judah, who dwelt in the cities of Judah, brought the tithe of oxen and sheep, also the tithe of holy things, which were consecrated to the Lord their God, and they laid in heaps. In the third month, they began laying them in heaps, and they finished in the seventh month. And when Hezekiah and the leaders came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people, Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. And Azariah, the chief priest from the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings to the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have plenty left. For the Lord has blessed his people, and what is left is this great abundance. Now Hezekiah commanded them to prepare rooms in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them. Then they faithfully brought in the offerings, the tithes, and the dedicated things. Conaniah, the Levite, had charge of them, and Shimei, his brother, was the next. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Amy. So what is this storehouse that they were bringing the tithes to? And then there was this abundance, just piles and piles of goods that they were bringing to, to where? What, what was this storehouse, Jason? Well, apparently this is the temple and it even mm -hmm. talks about the chief priest and the people who are taking care of it are the Levites, mm -hmm. religious leaders. So mm -hmm. the temple, the religious center of worship, they stored all these offerings for usage. Mm -hmm. yes. And does anyone know what they were using the tithe for? Why did God call us to bring a tithe to his storehouse, his church? Um, what is the purpose of the tithe? Gladys, could you expound on that for us? Yes, in the biblical time, the, the Levites and the priests, they did not own any land. They did mm -hmm. not have a vineyards to grow or harvest. Mm -hmm. So they have to be taken care of by the people. So in, in Hezekiah is just basically saying, come on, just take care of God's people. Mm -hmm. And they were so abundant. I love the part that he said that they have so much to eat that they even have spare. So people were generous mm -hmm. in their giving. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think Derek. it's really important. I, you know, I don't know how many people know of Conaniah and his brother Shimei, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but there was organization there mm -hmm. yeah. because it wasn't just for them to ride around in golden chariots. This, mm -hmm. There was organization so yes. that it was distributed to yeah. all those who were in full-time service for God, mm -hmm. uh, who, as was pointed out, didn't, mm -hmm. they didn't have the land appropriation mm -hmm. that was given to the other tribes. So mm -hmm. uh, what I see, and I think the application for today, is that God's desire is that as we recognized through returning. Tithe is not a gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're returning True. something holy yeah. Yeah. that God has given 
the other 90% to us as well, that then there is an organization that says, okay, those who are serving full-time in ministry, like in the tabernacle mm -hmm. or the temple, will be cared for. Mm -hmm. They don't have to go around begging. Mm -hmm. they, they don't have to have, mm -hmm. well, I have to get a second job mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I don't have any food for my family, mm -hmm. that yep. we recognize their full-time ministry work. And there's someone, whoever it is today, like Konaniah and Shimei, uh, that, that help with the equitable distribution mm -hmm. so that all of the, uh, what we would call today church workers mm -hmm. are, are cared for. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it really is helping to spread the gospel, the good news of salvation to the world uh, yes. because God is employing full-time workers mm -hmm. to do that and we have a part in it. Whether we're working another job when we're returning a little bit of what God has given us, then we're helping spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. So Amen. what a blessing and privilege that we get to partner with God in. Mm -hmm. yes. Now. Some have heard the term and throughout the Bible you'll read, sometimes offering, sometimes tithe. Can anyone, uh, actually could Travis explain to us the difference between tithe and offering? Well, a tithe is something, as Derek mentioned, that, um, that we return uh, to God. God has given us the tithe. We don't pay tithe, we return it. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that he requires of us. An offering is something that we give of our own free will. Mm -hmm. Meaning, um, maybe for instance, um, um, I've returned my tithe and I have an abundance from my week or the month mm -hmm. and I see a need, in, whether it be in the community or in the church or wherever that be, because the offerings aren't, um, can, can be used in many different ways, whether it be helping your neighbor or whatever, but out of the abundance of the increase that God has given you, um, an offering is sharing of your own free will. Uh, that which God has given. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that reminder, Travis. So a tenth has a certain amount. It's a 10%, like we talked about earlier, um, one-tenth of, of everything God has given. And then that offering is an additional, wow, God has blessed me so much. Mm -hmm. I want to give even more than the 10%, and I want to help somebody in need or for some specific organization um, to help somebody know the love of God um, or to help my neighbor or an orphanage in Africa or wherever you know God leads. But that is um, a wonderful reminder for us. Now, in Malachi, we read that beautiful portion of Malachi where it talked about how when God says, test me on this, I'll open the windows of heaven and I'll give a blessing to you. But how does God regard it when we neglect mm -hmm. giving, returning a tithe to him? How does he see that? We're going to find out in Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. And I'm going to ask Sabina to read that for us. Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. So I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And that's what says Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Mm. Wow. That sounds like a strong rebuke, um, that robbing God. How could we rob God? He owns everything. Uh, but when we neglect to return that 10%, we're robbing him because it, it's actually harming some of his children, right? Mm -hmm. um, who, who need that support to continue on the ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. we have to think about how 
this is a privilege and a blessing we get to partner with God, but when we withhold it, it's actually causing others to be in need. Mm -hmm. Jason, did you want to add to that? And we're robbing ourselves because mm -hmm. we're robbing right. ourselves of the oh, blessings yes. that God wants <laughs> yes. to give us. That's so true. We're not giving Him permission to work with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so, so true. true. Gladys, did you want to add to that? Yeah, it, it's, when you return your tithe, it's part of the relationship, like Derek said before. Mm -hmm. So when we do not do our part, we are just breaking that relationship at the same time. Mm -hmm. And like Jason said, we're robbing ourselves mm -hmm. of that blessing that God has already promised. That's so true. That's so true. And we could spend a lot of time on this. But the last part of our program today, we're looking at how we can put God first. Tithe is one mm -hmm. example of how we uh, remind ourselves, God is first in my life. I'm giving a little bit back to him first before I use the other 90% for what my family needs. Um, but let's look at this blessing and this promise in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 33. And here we have a promise as we put God first of what God will do in our lives. And I'm going to ask if, Amy, you would be willing to read Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 33 for us. Yes, this is Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 33, and this is New King James Version. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Mm. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue? Mm. So why do you worry about clothing? Mm. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Mm. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so Amen. much, Amy. What a wonderful, Amen. if we could just remember that <laughs> promise on a daily basis. Yes we would have so much less stress right, <laughs> yeah, in our yeah. lives. Um, in our last minute or two, is, does someone have a testimony that they could share about when they sought God first, when they put God first in their lives, how he took care of them? Does someone have a short testimony? Sabina, please share with us. Yes, Brittany. So I've always had a strong sense of calling, but I was 28 when I sensed the direction of God to go into full-time ministry. And one of my big concerns was how I was going to be sustained, right? I had a full-time job back in the day. I had finished um, my undergrad at that time, and God was asking me just to drop it all and pursue Him. And I can tell you that since I made that decision, never has left, ever left me. Amen. And to be honest, I feel like I abound much more than I used to have, not necessarily Amen. material goods, uh, but really in the blessing of the type of life he allows me to live, 
being in, in this role and working full time for him. Mm -hmm. So I bless his name. He's good and I, I shall really not want. Thank Amen. you so much, Amen. What a wonderful testimony. Well, as we wrap up our lesson together today, um, there may be an area of our lives that we aren't seeking God first. Maybe we are giving tithe and offering on a, a monthly basis or a weekly basis, but maybe there's some another area of our life where God's saying, put me first. Mm -hmm. uh, don't keep, don't withhold that from me. And maybe he's speaking to your heart right now, um, saying, you know, just trust me in this and I will take care of you. And when you surrender, whatever it may be to him, he will pour out those blessings of peace and confidence and assurance and joy. And he will use you in a way that you never expected he could. Um, so test God like he asks us to do in Malachi and see how he will pour out his abundant blessings. He is our generous giver. Amen. Derek, would you pray for us? Thank you. What a great study. Thank you so much for joining us for Hope Sabbath School today. And I want to just give you an opportunity to share with us if you say, Derek, I, I have a testimony of how when I decided to put God first in everything, including my finances, that he's been such a generous giver, my heavenly father who loves me with an immeasurable, unfailing love. You can write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. We'd love to hear your testimony, share it with the team, and praise God together for his faithfulness. But right now, I just want to pray for you, wherever you are, and pray together that we would always put God first and thank him for his abundant blessings. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, you are so good. We've studied today about your promised blessings. And I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would accept our thanks for your mercy, your grace, your salvation, for, for all of your blessings. And I pray that we would always seek you first in every way. And through us, a blessing would flow to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. Managing for the master until he comes, and he is coming back soon. But between now and then, we have a work to do. Take all of the resources, all of the blessings he's bestowed upon you. Thank him for them, but don't keep the blessings to yourself. Share the blessings. Be a blessing to those around you.